The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is no substitute for professional care by your doctor or your qualified healthcare professional. Never disregard or delay professional medical advice because of something you've heard on this podcast or in any linked material. Guests who speak on this podcast express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions. Dr. Shirley neither endorses nor opposes any particular opinion discussed on this podcast. The views expressed on this podcast have no relation to those of any academic, hospital, practice, institution, or other entity with which Dr. Shirley may be affiliated. Welcome to Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty. This podcast is curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD, as the definitive source of holistic wellness through beauty. So let's pivot a little bit and talk about some sassy stuff. (laughs) Dr. Siegel, you currently are and have um, performed quite a bit of research on cannabis and THC and CBD. And I read recently, I think it was in Fortune magazine, that the cannabis industry in 2019 reached over 10 billion with a B billion dollars. So clearly there's a lot of interest in it. Um, Please shed some light for us on the cannabis industry in general, is it legal? Is it only legal in some states? Is it illegal? Is medicinal use okay, but recreational use not? I'm confused. <laughs> well, there is so much confusion. Yes. And there's also so much misinformation. Yes. And I've taken it on, and it's the most incredibly interesting topic for sure. Um, and just to see the, the whole progression of it from when I was a kid to now yeah. and, you know, seeing that I could never even imagine that it would be legal in, in any way, medically legal right. or recreationally legal. But it's a, it's a very confusing topic. And at the, at the, out, the outset, I have to say more research needs to be done Agreed. for sure. Um, but there are, every state is different. Yes. It is not federally legal. Okay. So it is federally, cannabis is considered a you know control. Control. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. controlled substance, mm-hmm. which means it has no medical or recreational purpose or use. Okay. So, but states are different. Okay. And like here in New York State, yes. we are a medically legal state. Got it. So what that means is that you need to um, be certified by a physician who yes. has been trained to decide whether. Your, a condition that a person has is warrants, the, the, uh, use. warrants the use of medical cannabis. Okay. Is okay. that a license separate from that's your regular a, medical license? Yes, okay, so I have to get more training. That's a separate <laughs> certification, and yes. it's through the Department of Health in each yes. state. Yes. Okay. Okay. That clarifies a lot. So let's talk about Cannabis, cannabis as, a whole. as a whole in general. Okay, now, so you're writing a book, correct? Correct. And what is your book going to be about? Well, I think it's going to be called, at this point, Cannabis and the Brain. I love so it. So it's a very wide-reaching topic, yes. for sure. And it's yes. been the most incredibly interesting and evolving thing in my practice. Right. I, the way I've evolved and changed sort of my feelings about cannabis has yes. been huge. Yeah. Huge. Oh, good. Um, I can't wait to read it. But what people don't know is ca- cannabis is not all going to get you high. Right. Cannabis is, um, you know, the, the, the most important 
components that you want to know about are THC yes. and CBD. Yes. THC is the part of cannabis that will get you high, the psychoactive component. Right. Well, then there's CBD, which there has been an absolute explosion of, and yes. we can talk about that we too. We will, yes. Um, and that is the non-psychoactive part of cannabis, and okay. that is, but that it is also... And people have to be aware that many, many companies and you know are advertising that it can cure everything, oh and there gosh. is no cure-all. Right. There's no silver, silver bullet. There's no magic pill. Right. CBD is it, it may be an option for right. some. It right. may not be for others. Got it. As is THC. So uh, CBD is, to your point, touted as a panacea, as a cure-all. I just recently went to um, a, um, a makeup salon and they had CBD products, CBD with Manuka honey, CBD with, you know, essential oils. It's absolutely confusing. What is it about CBD having this, you know, moment as a beauty ingredient? Is it anti-inflammatory? Is it calming? Is it healing? What is so special innately about CBD? Well, the, those claims, they're, they're saying that CBD may do Many of them, that right. it does have anti-inflammatory properties, okay. that it may reduce anxiety, that it may improve sleep, that it may have, have cancer-curing properties. Wow. But the, the takeaway is that this, the research needs to be done. Okay. There is only one FDA-approved uh, uh, CBD product out yeah. there called Epidiolex, and that is for... Um, children with a very severe form of epilepsy Absolute. or seizure, seizure disorder. Yes. Correct. And that is that is approved by the FDA, but there is no other medical use approved that CBD is approved for. So basically, if someone were to find some CBD and drop it in some castor oil or something and then market it as, you know, this anti-inflammatory, pain-relieving, beautifying potion, then it's possible that it can be done now, may not necessarily work there isn't necessarily research to corroborate that but again at this point because the research is still in process then that's why there's this explosion of CBD products out there correct CBD is in CVS now yeah I mean CBD is all over <laughs> all salon. over the internet <laughs> you have to be so careful and that is why I say you really have to be aware, and also I, I prefer to um, prescribe it for patients. Mm -hmm. I don't. I I, you, I want to make sure people are are cautious and wary of about course. what they're getting, what they're putting in their bodies, of what course. they're what they're putting on their faces. On their faces, right? Okay. Well, you I have don't, to. We don't want to do harm. No, and and there are potential side effects as as with anything, as with any ingredient. Right? As with any ingredient. Okay. Well, I have to admit, I did buy the CBD and Manuka honey eye balm, and you I'll know, try it, and I'll let you know what I, I see it as an option, and I definitely <laughs> think that it may be helpful. Yeah. And it we may just don't be know. helpful up here. Yeah. That if people think it might work, That's true. then, you know, I that do. I believe, I believe it's an option. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? They, they say the mind is a power. As you know, the mind is a powerful thing. If you, as, as a placebo effect, if you believe that it works, even if it doesn't, but it works for you, then so go have at it. Now, big pharma. I have heard that 
you know, research is being done and, you know, the government's just trying to, you know, ease things back until someone at a big pharmaceutical company can just come in and swoop it all. What do you think Big Pharma thinks about CBD as, a, as an opportunity or a threat? Or both? <laughs> I think it's a bit of both. Mm. I really do. I think that but it's hard as a physician because we really, physicians do like evidence-based medicine. Of course. As you know. Yes. And so I think that it would be very easy to have the federal government swoop in with big pharma yeah. and synthesize a product that will be uniform because right. there's nothing uniform about yeah. a plant. And that's, but that's the beauty of a plant also. Right. A plant is natural. Right. And so there are definitely um, reasons for the, you know, natural CBD. Right. But if... If big farmer swoops in, the likelihood is it would be a synthesized product, and that will change everything. Yeah, and definitely, um, what we've what we've learned and through research, it's not just THC and CBD right. in the cannabis plant. Oh, yeah. There are many, many more other um, phytocannabinoids, other compounds in cannabis that are so important in the the types of um, you know positive effects that they can have. Um, yeah. And the other, the other thing is that our bodies make endogenous cannabinoids. Yeah. And, that and endogenous opioids. Exactly. So who exactly. needs the pills? <laughs> exactly. But yeah. So the understanding of that is so important, yeah. and it, it needs to be – There, so much research yeah. needs to be done. And it, it's getting done. It's getting done. But it's lagging behind, yeah. you know, we've had Commercial cannabis. Commercial use. Right. And we've had <laughs> cannabis out there forever and ever. Yeah. And it's evolving because people are considering, yeah. you know, that it can that it can have positive benefits and right. that it can be legalized in some way, whether medically or recreationally, or, recreationally. Yeah. or both. Yeah, it's a huge, huge industry. Kind of exciting, and, though. I have to admit, really exciting. Um, it's m very political and, and very, very political. financial, yep. and of that also has a whole level of complexity yeah. to it, besides just the medical. Yes. Of course. Um, so, in terms of um, metabolizing CBD. Um, it, is it as effective, if it is effective, is it as effective topically on the skin as it is if you eat it or vape it or smoke it? Or depends on the person and the formulation? Well, I think everything about cannabis depends on the person. Yeah. It's all individual. Some yeah. people enjoy the effects of various types, you know, various compounds in, yes. in the cannabis plant. Right. Others do not. Do not. You know, I've seen a rise in young people coming in with tremendous anxiety or mm -hmm. even psychosis right. and they think that it might be because of the the relative how much the, the relative strength of ah. cannabis has evolved over the years oh yeah and, and also tainted so people add things absolutely yeah. it is so it can be very very potent yeah and dangerous and very very dangerous yeah. Yeah. and everyone needs to be aware of that right so to your point, more research needs to be done. And at some point, obviously, there are going to be regulations. There are going to be, you know, boundaries and some set of parameters around which people can use it comfortably and responsibly. And then obviously some people won't. In terms of what you do here at the clinic, Donna, let me address this question to you. You work with 
Dr. Daniel Amen. And um, these clinics are, the Amen clinics are located throughout the country, so that's quite a feat. I was introduced, as I mentioned, to Dr. Amen through the um, IIN, and so I came in and had my little, you know, scan done. So for someone else who's never even heard of a brain scan or never thought that one could be done unless there were an illness, a disease, or a traumatic situation, what were to happen? Describe the experience when someone, you know, Googles, you know, amenclinics.com and what happens as of then? Describe the experience for someone coming in. Well, part of our method and process is, again, to look at the root cause. And neuroimaging gives us that window in for brain mapping. There can be a lot of areas that we can see things that we might not be able to report, maybe necessarily from just a clinical history, from coming into a therapist or a doctor. So we feel it's really important and it's helped us improve clinical outcomes. So we've, we've published other studies. There are numerous studies, thousands of studies also on PubMed of how neuroimaging has really transformed and changed. Yeah. And we're seeing more an optimization of health and wellness. Yep. So again, as, as, as Dr. Siegel mentioned too about concussions, and injuries. There are a lot of people that forget about these things in the rearview mirror. Right. From our childhood, you know, factors that can be important from our birth, our journey in utero. Yeah. Our genetics don't always necessarily mean an assignment for, you know, that we're going to develop memory issues. That's or other right. cognitive issues or dementia or Alzheimer's type specifically. Yeah. So it's really important that we see it as preventive, you know, but there are many people that will come in and we've seen some of the, the largest studies that we published with NFL players. Some of the yeah. Most complex cases yes. with traumatic brain injuries. Again, we, we look at how do we help create and customize a program and plan. So it does begin with a detailed clinical history. Uh, we incorporate other imaging and assessments together in that process. Many times with the neuroimaging with brain spect, yes. we use a concentration scan activating the brain. Yes. Um, so like a stress test for right. the brain. They were stressors. Oh. <laughs> Press that button. No, no, no. Yes. Guess, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it was fun and then it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. We got gotcha. you. No. Yeah. <laughs> you but it, it gets, gets your brain activated, yes. right? Yes, you it sort does. of experience that. And then we many times also we'll see how the brain is in a calm, more, more natural, relaxed state. Yes. See the comparative studies. That can yeah. help us many times with subtyping too. Yes. Whether it be for anxiety, for depression. Um, we're, we're seeing other clinical information from the brain in concentration versus a state at rest. Right. And so our process is to put together all of the pieces. Many times we're, we have clients that have brought in other integrative blood workup and labs as a baseline. It's helpful for us to see. And our physicians can also help look more closely at if there's other blood workup and lab that needs to be ordered. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if we've had mold exposure or other toxins and infections, yeah. we see many individuals that have had pandas or pens, you know, we're looking at the root cause. Yes. Um, neurohormone deficiencies, we've talked about that too along the way. Um, if we're not addressing, if someone has other sleep issues, we might see a, a, a very hypoxic looking mm -hmm, scan, mm -hmm. uh, dep deprivation of oxygen and blood flow, it's going to help us tailor how do we, again, address the root cause right. and tailor a customized program and plan and support with the clinical outcomes. Yeah. And being aware of your physical health definitely impacts your brain health so of much. Course. And people don't necessarily realize that. Yeah. 
there, I do believe there is a so to try and educate about that is a huge, huge part of what we do here. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. And I think you're doing it also through this podcast. Thank you for that. I very much appreciate what you said, Donna, because your approach is indeed holistic. And I th think that many, many of us would not necessarily think that examining the brain and looking at what's going on with the brain, both at rest and in an active state, could potentially be part of our health and wellness plan. But it very much is. I also appreciate that you said that because you have a or two that's marked as A, B, C, D, E, F, or G does not necessarily dictate that you will have that condition. Epigenetics, your lifestyle yes. and, and the changes that you make and uh, the thoughts that you think even if you want to go that far will definitely help to affect whether or not that gene is expressed. So that's super hopeful. And I also agree with you because that's the reason why I came in um, for optimization. I, I didn't necessarily have an issue per se <laughs> but I thought you know what I'm trying to optimize my life and, and the rest of the years that I'm going to be living so optimization is also a very valid reason to come in and, and look at your brain Validation is, is a huge issue. Huge. To know that you're really I felt doing totally the validated. best thing like, for oh, yourself. Thank goodness. Yeah. Or tweaking it a little bit yeah. can make you feel so much better. Agreed, 100%. So thank you for that education, and I hope our listeners will take it all to heart. So both of you, the, I hope you can answer these, this question. If you could have a billboard with anything on it or a T-shirt with your mantra on it, what would it say? I'm thinking we do have a t-shirt. You do? I didn't get the t-shirt. What's the t-shirt say? Does it say, you know, brain warrior? Or? Freud got it wrong. Oh, my Brain God. envy. I love it. I need that t-shirt in my life. I'm so sorry, Dr. Freud. You got it all wrong. 2019, hashtag Freud got it wrong. That's a hashtag. Freud got it wrong. I love it. I'm writing that down. Okay, you've got the t-shirt already. You have the t-shirt, yes. <laughs> I although, love that. Although we do get requests from a lot of people who are actually do want to imprint their their scans on too because oh. again it's taking a point of Wait what you can otherwise see that is transparent so, well they say these days you know that everything is going towards the way of personalization you could put yes. the before and after on a t-shirt of somebody's brain scans easily done I just gave you an entrepreneurial mm -hmm. I only asked for five percent <laughs> I love that idea and no one would really know what it means could you imagine people walking on the street going dude what's on your chest very cool all right that's an idea it's kind of like what's your sign yeah what's your sign <laughs> Aries Virgo you know active brain not active brain love it brain on CBD brain not on CBD right kind of cool Dr. Siegel do you have a mantra or a billboard sign <laughs> Donna got away with it. She said she already has a T-shirt. Well, sometimes <laughs> she got I, off I like to say what will be will be. Yep, what Let will it be go. will be. Cursera sera. Practice gratitude. Appreciate what you've got. Love your children. Love your parents. Love, love your L community. Love, love, love. Well, that is a perfect segue to the last question. What are your top five recommendations for living a holistically fabulous and beautiful life? You can collaborate on this as you, if you want. You, you named a couple, right? Well, Love your. I, I do believe it's so important to practice gratitude. Yeah. Appreciate what you've got, not what you don't have. That's so important. And teaching that to whomever might be in your life. Yeah. So practice gratitude. And you gratitude. feeling it. If you feel it, if you're happier, you feel better but in every way, that's going to radiate out. I love it. So love your family, practice gratitude, teach gratitude, two more. 
being kind to yourself, loving yourself is such an important part. You know, I think we live in a community where we feel everything has to be perfect and fall into line for ourselves and everything that we do. And it and it's like just I think that's beautiful too, to just let it go. Yeah. Let go. That's number five. I love it. That's fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Dr. Rebecca Siegel and Ms. Donna Lawani on Brains and Beauty, the anti-aging series for brain health. Are you interested in finding out what's really going on in your brain or someone else's brain? If so, visit amenclinics.com to learn more and book your appointment. I promise it will be absolutely amazing, compelling. You'll learn so much about yourself. It really is fascinating. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Forever Fab, the podcast. Until next time, stay beautiful inside and out. Thank you, Donna. Thank you, Dr. Siegel. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty, curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD. Live beautifully and help make the world a more beautiful place.